You're listening to Special Programming, sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is the June show of the Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. And of course, I'd like to give a few announcements first uh, and actually start off with some condolences of uh, several longtime community residents. One, Miss uh, Joanna Wesley passed away most recently. Her service is still pending. And then we had Bobby Moore, a longtime resident as well who uh, resided in Vegas Heights. I remember him as a kid coming up a couple years older than me, and that means he's getting up there in them 70s. So anyway, condolences to his family. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the loss of the teachers and those babies in that horrific uh, event that occurred last week, and I hate to think about the loss and the pain that these families are feeling. Uh, All we can do is just pray for them and ask God to give them some level of relief because I can't even imagine, man, uh, having to deal with the loss of uh, my grandchildren or my children, for that matter. It's, it's a crazy world that we live in, but uh, things must go on, and we must do the best that we can to be better citizens in our world. i also like to congratulate my oldest grandchild. Destiny just turned, I, I believe, 32, man, so that makes me old, Kevin. Both <laughs> Kevins I got here got Kevin Crawford. <laughs> And Kevin McMahill, who will be our, our second guest on the show today. I'd like to uh, thank my daughter, who successfully put on a uh, African-American author's uh, signing event last uh, Saturday. It was very successful, and folks are already contacting her and asking her if she would do it again. And also, I'd like to uh, thank her for a program that she started some years ago. It's called Look Back. Uh, to save our children. And, you know, we st- each year we have people either in cold weather, hot weather, that somehow forget their children, leaving them in the back seat. So she's been pushing that program for years. So let's remember the babies uh, as we go into these hot summer months. Once again, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. Our first guest is a call-in today, and he is no... Uh, stranger to the show, we got Mr. Tony Marshall. He's a service officer with um, our veterans over at uh, Post 10 and others, other spots. He also does some stuff with veterans of, of foreign wars, the VFW. So, Tony, how you doing this morning? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good. Tony, won't you give us an update on what's going on, what you've been up to lately? Well, first of all, I'd like to just reach out to... Uh, all the veterans, surviving wives of veterans, uh, Blue Star Mothers, Old Star Mothers, uh, on Memorial Day, we had a wonderful service out at Woodlawn uh, Cemetery yesterday. Thank the Bunker family for that. And, um, okay, right now, uh, things are moving pretty good. I'm back in business. I had a little medical stuff that I had to take care of, but uh, I'm back in service over at the American Legion Post 10. That's on 1905 8th Street. Uh, also working for the VFW, Post 12198. Um, 
So, yes, sir, uh, if you need my services, uh, you can give me a call on 301-537-9465. I do take appointments. That way you don't have to wait. And there's no charge for the services, so don't worry about that. Hey, that's uh, good information to, again, to have you to continue to come on the show and share. Uh, now, where is the VFW that you're uh, affiliated with? Where is that located? Well, uh, actually, we're working out of the Leatherneck Club, which is uh, 4360 West Spring Mountain Road. Uh, our meeting is the third Sunday of the month. Come on and have breakfast with us at 9, and our meeting should start between 9.30 and 10. And so uh, the Leatherneck Club on the West Spring Mountain Road. The former um, Marine Corps League. Marine Corps, them Leathernecks. Hoorah, they yes, say. I'm, a, I'm an old Army guy myself, so, you know, I, right. I I have a number of friends who are former Marines, and they some pretty tough folks. So, uh, Kevin, what, what branch did you serve in? United States Army. Okay. Not, well, us Army guys got you outnumbered here. <laughs> no, you were Army. I'm outnumbered today. Yeah, that's right, because you were a Marine, right? Right, right. Okay. All right. Uh, so, I understand we got a new commander over at American Legion Post 10. Any thoughts? Well, yeah, yeah, we we do. Um, actually, we just had the election last month, and uh, coming into office would be uh, Jeffrey Jones, and uh, I think the uh, post is in pretty good hands with Jeffrey. Uh, he's also one of the Masonic people, Masonic brothers, mm-hmm. and um, we just did a real nice event out at uh, Bunker Memorial Gardens where he brought his folks out, and we put the flags out on the graves for all the veterans in that in that cemetery. So, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, a good year here with Jeffrey Jones. That's great. So uh, do you know what branch he served in? In fact, I've, I've got to get him on the show uh, maybe next month or the month after when he's available. That, 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 w- that would be a great thing. But I also have to say now, uh, can't leave out my VFW post because this is our second year um, in business. And, again, we're bringing up Commander Luke Bacek back. And this is our second year, as I said, and we've achieved all state and all American posts uh, for the second year in a row. So we're, we're doing a great job over there at the VFW, too. Congratulations on that success. And um, once again, let folks know how they can get a hold of you, Tony. Okay, you can just give me a call. You can call me uh, pretty much uh, 24-7. I'm, I'm usually up about two thirty three in the morning, so I have a long day. But give me a call on uh, 301 301- Five three seven nine four six five, and my appointment days for right now will be either it went anytime Wednesday through Saturday. So I'm pretty flexible. Wednesday through Saturday, starting at one o'clock. So if you need my help, just give me a call three zero one five three seven nine four six five. Great. So they actually come and meet you at the location. Right, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, well, give me a call first because there's some things that uh, you have to have to come in when you come in. So just give me a call first, and I'll let you know everything that you need to bring with you to make sure that we don't waste your time. DD-214 and and others, yeah. and other items. And, 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 yeah, it depends on what your situation is. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, But DD-214 is number one on the list. But, um, yeah, yeah. Once, once you talk to me, I'll figure out what your situation is and tell you exactly what you need to do to... Uh, Make make it a good trip. Great. Well, once again, Tony, we appreciate the service that you provide for our veterans out there. Once again, please listen up, you guys. And if you aren't a veteran and you know someone who is, please give the contact information 
on Tony Marshall to them so they can make that contact. Thank you once again, Tony. We look forward to having you on the show again sometime in the near future. My pleasure being here. Thank you. All right. Once again, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. We have another guest in the house, and this guest is an in-studio guest, a colleague. I call him because we both were public uh, safety officers. I was in fire, of course, and Kevin was with the police department, the Metropolitan Police Department. And I, I served some time with him on what's called a multicultural um, committee, uh, a, a great committee for our police department because it interacts and, and gets some feedback from, from members of our community. So, Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself. What branch did you serve in and how long? Thanks, Dave. It's an honor to be here with a legendary public servant like You're yourself, right. <laughs> chief of the fire department. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we had, we had a great, great relationship, still do, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I admire you. I, I look up to you uh, for the service that you've provided. and. Thank you. I'm going to do that in the same vein as I move forward in my soon to be recently elected career here <laughs> as the sheriff. And so um, I was, a, I grew up in Colorado. I was born in California, but I, my father was also a Denver firefighter. I don't know if I ever told you oh, that really? or not, but yeah, he, well, no one of you like us. Yeah. Right? He served 32 years for the Denver fire fire, fire really? department. Yep. Okay. And uh, he was on their equivalent of what you guys call the heavy rescue out here. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it Rescue One out there, and he right. had some pretty legendary career himself. And, wow. Um, but anyway, I I wasn't such a great kid, honestly, and uh, so my parents had me fly out to uh, Pennsylvania to sign up with my uncle for the United States Army. Mm-hmm. He was a recruiter out there and, and on the delayed entry program. So two days after I graduated from high school, I was off to the— uh, basic training in Fort McClellan, Alabama. Oh, really? Yeah. It, was, so it uh, didn't take long for you to hit the... No, they wanted me out quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, um, listen, uh, uh, you know, we just recently spent some time here um, reflecting on those who gave all, and we can never forget the mm-hmm. men and women that serve our country are, in my opinion, the finest people on the planet. Um, they go out there and you know, I, for one, will never forget their sacrifices and what, what it is that they do and how it is that they do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, with your uh, Veterans Affairs Plus radio, um, I didn't know you were doing that for a, for a long time. And now I've become recently aware of that. I'm not surprised because you continue to serve. Um, but what, what a great group of people. And they deserve us taking care of them as they come back. And so Absolutely. I spent three years in the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of those years I spent over in Korea. Um what a what a <laughs> great time and a great opportunity to grow into a man and the military sure. really provided that that fundamental understanding of how it is that you um, have you know honor service selfless service right. all of these kinds of things and mm-hmm. I'm very very grateful to have served time in the United States Army. So what was what was your job classification? What was your MOS? I was in not, well at the time it was a 95 Bravo. I understand they've changed it, but mm-hmm. I was a military policeman. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know you know my buddy Gene Campbell. He was a deputy chief for our, you probably have met Gene. I'm sure I around, have, yeah. Yeah, Gene was a military police. Really? But he was in the Air Force. So right. He, he's one of them guys who, you know, they didn't yeah. do much. <laughs> yeah, we can Gene get in that up. inner service rivalry for oh, sure, right? Oh, oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so um, how many years did you do with Metro before retiring? Uh, well, at Metro, I was 28 and a half years in the Denver Police Department. I was just a little over two years. I actually oh, so served. you worked in... Yeah, I worked. I worked in my hometown as well. Okay, so when you got out of the the military, you you went back home. Nope, 
It's, a, it's an interesting story. <laughs> I, I hired on here in Las Vegas in 1990. And okay. at the time, Denver was not hiring. And so I had always wanted to go back and sort of work alongside my father there in mm -hmm. the Denver Fire. And mm -hmm. um, so I made the mistake, honestly, of, of uh, leaving in 1992 and going back to Denver and working in Denver uh, until 1994 when, um, you know, I'd... I'd I just realized how great of a police department Las Vegas Metro was. And, um, you know, it was a growing community at mm -hmm. the time and uh, there was a lot of opportunity here. And so I missed it and I decided to move back here and, and uh, leave my hometown. Oh, cool. So during your tenure, all the way up through the ranks to, again, retiring as the undersheriff, give the uh, listening audience some uh, idea of some, maybe some of the major accomplishments you feel you had a finger on? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I pretty much worked everywhere within the police department at mm -hmm. one point or another. Um, but honestly, the, the, the really t big turning point for me was in 2010 when I became the captain of Bolden Area Command, which is West Las Vegas. Um, you know, I had really ran into um, a level of violence there. That area command was, mm -hmm. was, it was, it was, it was tough at mm -hmm. the time. And, you know, I wasn't getting any more officers and I'd been doing the same thing mm -hmm. for 20 plus years. Look, I was a great police officer. I put mm -hmm. a lot of people in prison, mm -hmm. but we find ourselves in this sort of endless cycle. And, um, I decided I wanted to really change the way it is that I am doing this policing. And mm -hmm. so we went, uh, set about really changing the culture of how it is that we policed West Las Vegas. And, okay. you know, I kicked out the gang unit. I kicked out the saturation teams. We made partnerships with people in the community. And, and really for the first time in my career, I started listening to people in the community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one year later, we were able to take that Bolden area command and reduce crime by 40%. Wow. Um, and, when I, you know, look, here's the thing about that, Dave, is, is that people don't realize when you talk about homicides, rapes, robberies, whatever, those are not numbers. Those are people. Right. And we have to look at these numbers like that. We have to realize there's a story behind every single one of those mm -hmm. numbers. Mm -hmm. And we have to really pay attention to it because it doesn't matter what somebody's background is. When somebody loses a loved one, everybody feels the pain. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really sure. sort of what I believe that I helped change at Metro, mm -hmm. that community effort. Um, you know, I also started Hope for Prisoners um, with John Ponder, okay. where we have police officers working as uh, mentors to returning offenders. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you look at the, from that perspective, a lot of people say, well, why do the police have any responsibility to do that? Mm -hmm. Because these people have paid their debt. And now they come back out and typically they get put right back in the same place with Very no, true. no job, no opportunity, no hope. Very and then true. we're surprised when they reoffend. Right. If we invest in people and give them an opportunity, right. They don't go back to prison. Mm -hmm. They don't commit any more crimes. Right. They actually go out and get a meaningful wage paying job. And this changes people. And that is why we work there. You know, I also helped Jack Martin uh, build the Harbor, which mm. is a juvenile justice, um, uh, uh, offender location mm -hmm. where it is that we, because here, here's the bottom line. We know that when a kid gets involved in crime, mm -hmm. more often than not, they remain a customer of the criminal justice system Very for true. the rest of their lives. Yes. And so this ability to, to, to enter into their lives, to provide that wraparound service, to make sure that we give them an opportunity to mm -hmm. give them a little bit of hope so that they don't become lifelong customers of the criminal justice system is exactly where it is that we, we want to go. Great. That's a great story. Now, one thing I do know, well, in my case, and I think that with City of Las Vegas, and I trust that Metro is similar, and if it is not, you will certainly share that. But 
I got five points for my military service when I was when I was attempting to join the fire department. Do you guys do anything for veterans along those lines? You know, I don't know that if they've changed it, but mm-hmm. I also got five points when I got hired. Um, it used to be that we right. gave. I, I think we still do, mm-hmm. um, and I have to double check that and right. get back to you to make sure. Right. But um, we are at actively recruiting we're about 275 positions down at metro right now we need people to come alongside and i can't think of a better group of people to come alongside us and 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 help make this community a better place than it already is Mm -hmm. um than those individuals that are ending their service with the military they're just great great human beings great well i certainly hope that that is still the case because i'm telling you had it not been for those five points that I got, I wouldn't have made it. Because, in <laughs> fact, I think I scored like an 87, and those five points put me into the 90s, and and the, the rest, as they say, is history. So, um, But, look, you also, those five points that, that helped you get hired also paved the way for you to become the chief of the fire department, right? Very true. At I'm, some point or another. Yes, very true. Right. Because, it helped me become the undersheriff, right. the number two guy. <laughs> right, because had, had I not got those points, I wouldn't have made it. So, again, any other major accomplishment you feel that you were a part of? I know you changed to do the community policing with a with a true effort of putting up and helping and, and reaching out. So that's very important. Anything else you want to share? Well, there. I mean, two of the major accomplishments while I was there was, number one, is we went through the comprehensive use of form mm-hmm. um, change on the use of deadly force. Most mm-hmm. um, In 2010, we shot um, far too many people, and a number of those people were unarmed. And we had to, as a police department, figure out what was going on and challenge the culture of the organization, and mm-hmm. we changed it. Um, you know, today we put out, and I'm sure people, if they've ever seen me, uh, you know, for years I did all the officer-involved shooting briefings, right. uh, 72 hours after, and played all the cameras. Um, and, and that was a, a cultural change that mm-hmm. we had to make it at the police department. In fact, you know, we shot 10 people last year, and all of them were armed. And, mm-hmm. and you know, these things are, are, are really important in our community. Mm-hmm. The other major change that I really was the driving force behind was the implementation of body-worn cameras. Um you know, body-worn cameras were not a popular thing when Very we true. when we gave them to the police, mm-hmm. and you know we had to negotiate with the with the unions to get mm-hmm. them. Um, and you know there was a lot of bad things said about me during the period of time that I was having <laughs> our officers um, put these cameras on. But today, they love those cameras. It's it it inter, it, it records what it is that happens when we have an interaction with people. Right. And, you know, they capture all of the types of things like the use of force, mm-hmm. deadly force, also day-to-day interactions. You know, we've had thousands of police officers actually cleared of of um, somebody saying they committed whatever offense. Right, and right. We, all we have to do is go back and press play and right. you can see exactly what happened, good yeah. or bad. Excellent. And it's great accountability tool. All right. Any closing remarks as we uh, end this segment of the show? And once again, I appreciate your service to our community and certainly wish you good luck as you go to the next level. Well, I would just say to you, um, you know, you're, you're a real model, buddy, for what it is that you do in this community and how it is that you do it. And, you know, I, I know you know I'm running for sheriff and I intend to, while I am the sheriff, to, to follow that model and make this community better than it's ever been. And thank you very much for the opportunity. All right. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, buddy. Best wishes and Godspeed, my friend. Thank you. All right. Once again, this Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I got Kev keeping me on track. We just had a great guest, uh, another Kevin, Kevin McMahill. Uh, Our next guest is no stranger to the show as well. He is 
Mr. Aki Hodges, president of the Black Achievement Fund. So uh, what's going on, young man? Tell us about what's happening in your world. Besides, I am doing be- well. I'm actually heading back from vacation from, uh, where was I at? Um, <laughs> on the Gulf Coast of Florida, Clearwater. Okay. Great. Yep, yep, yep. So down for the weekend, huh? Yeah, we had to get away for Memorial Weekend, and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, so I was thankful for that. Great. So and give us now it's back to work. Yeah, give us an update on some of the things. I know there's a a lot going on. You know, I know you got the Juneteenth celebration coming up. Uh, uh, so provide uh, the our listening audience with with an update, if you would. Well, for all of you guys who've been following us on this station and other places, uh, we are definitely, definitely, definitely on the move with our campaign. Last month, we had a uh, great public event in Adair Park, and we're following up in June, or actually this month, for Juneteenth, which is our birthday party. So we're having a huge, huge, huge birthday celebration in Atlanta, Georgia, from Friday, uh, June 17th, through Sunday, June 19th. We will have live performances every day of the week on, I mean, I'm sorry, every day of uh, Juneteenth. On Saturday, we will all be marching in the televised June parade, uh, Juneteenth parade in Atlanta, which will be starting on Auburn Avenue. Um, we have a VIP brunch at a huge black-owned estate on Sunday. Um, for Saturday, we have our birthday party, the award show. Uh, more live performances. We have uh, African drum circle. We have uh, musicians that are going to be playing on the harmonica, musicians on the trombone. Um, we have the bouncy houses for the kids, organized sports. But it's going to be a great, 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 great community event. So for anyone who's going to be in the Atlanta metropolitan area during Juneteenth, we want you to come check us out. Um, you can find out more about our Juneteenth plans on the Black Achievement Fund's website at www.baf, as in Black Achievement Fund, dot solutions. Not dot com or dot org, but dot solutions with an S on the end. Great. So there's a space that you uh, kind of gave us some um, input on a few weeks ago because one, one of the things that uh, the Black Achievement Fund also does is they have a what do you call it? Um, God, my mind is going blank, but on Saturday mornings at 6 a.m., Kev, so you're not the only oh, one our, get up at 6 a.m. Our accountability uh, <laughs> Saturdays. So we have Sankofa Meditation, and we also have a fitness class that we do every Saturday. Um, we're about to start up a mental health program in which we have one, two of our Ph.D. psychiatrists, Dr. Ball and Dr. Um, Duval, uh, who will be coming on every other Tuesday and providing free consultation in regards to mental health, mental wellness issues, that sort of thing. So there's always a ton of programming that's going on with the Black Achievement Fund. And I'm also, I got to mention that we are opening up a very, 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 very dope members-only cafe lounge called the Kimmick Club also in Atlanta. And we're going to be having a soft opening of the members-only club for our Juneteenth celebration. So for all of you who do come down for Juneteenth, you'll have an opportunity to see how the Black Achievement Fund rolls. You'll get to see our own private members-only club that is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week to club members. And on top of that, there's no cashier. 
So mm. it's self-checkout. We trust you. Um, but we wanted to begin to provide safe spaces in our communities where all of our members are, where we can gather, congregate, and live like African people are supposed to live without, you know, thinking that someone's going to steal something or just, and everywhere that we do, everywhere that we own is going to be heavily armed. So this is a bona fide safe space for us. I'm looking forward to debuting that. I'm looking forward to the Juneteenth um, parade, our birthday party, and everything. So, you know, if you guys have not joined the Black Achievement Fund, if you haven't checked us out, please do at www.baf.solutions. We have the easiest solution for black economic independence. 10 million black people and our allies, plus $9 a month, equals $90 million a month and over a billion dollars a year for us to begin to finance the grand development of black America and beyond. Right now we have over 2,500 members in 48 states, and we have a bunch of members internationally. So we need you guys to join as soon as possible. www.baf.solutions. So give an update. I know, <clears throat> excuse me, there was some land that was purchased or being purchased for the purpose of having a retreat and, and also, mm -hmm. and also back to the, the place that you're opening up, you say it'll be in Atlanta. Could you give the address to mm -hmm. that? Yes. It's 2835 church street. Okay. In Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yep. In Atlanta, Georgia. And the zip code is three zero three four four. Great. Great. So, yep. uh, and it's called the Kimmick club, mm -hmm. the Kimmick club. Great. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so, give us an update on on the land that's be, that's being purchased for that retreat. We're still fundraising for uh, the land mm -hmm. that we're building our own members only retreat, and right now I believe we at around thirty five thousand dollars. We need a hundred thousand dollars for phase one of the development. So we are going to be officially starting our phonathon next week. Uh, we already started with some of our ambassadors last week, and uh, we've got some really, really good results from the phonathon already. So we're going to continue that, and we also have some other fundraising initiatives up the pike. So we're, we're pretty optimistic about it still, but we need you guys who have not contributed yet to please, please contribute to our very, very own retreat on black-owned land in Georgia. And the things that I'm talking about are in Georgia, but the Black Achievement Fund is nationwide, and we are looking to magnify what we're doing in Atlanta all over the country. Great. All right. Well, we appreciate your time. Is there any closing remarks you'd like to make? I know we got a few more um, minutes. Yeah, I, I just want to tell everyone that the Black Achievement Fund is a nonprofit organization. We're a 501c3 corporation, and every single thing that we say we are actually about. I can go on and on and on and tell you about some of all the other programs and services, but I really, really want you to just take the time to go to www.daf.solutions and check us out. Okay. Go to our YouTube page. If you go to YouTube, just type in the search bar, the Black Achievement Fund, or hit your microphone and say the Black Achievement Fund, and you will literally see over 100 videos in which we are... Um, explaining what we're about, uh, giving you examples of our programs and services. And we also have a very vibrant Instagram page as well as a Facebook page. Our Facebook page is facebook.com backslash 
the Black Achievement Fund, and our Instagram handle is simply at Black Achievement Fund. Great. Well said, young man. We appreciate you, and we'll certainly be in touch to down the line for you to give further updates. So continue success to you, and uh, be safe on the highway. Uh, thank you so much, brother, for sharing the love and sharing your members with us. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you, and hope to see you on Saturday. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Once you. again, this is... Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more, and I'd be remiss, and I'd probably get run out of the house if I don't acknowledge my wife of 50 years. June 10th, we'll be celebrating 50 years of marriage. And certainly, I also want to remind folks, firefighters in particular, EDI, the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute, will start on June 6th 6th at uh, 8 o'clock a.m. Dillard University in New Orleans, Louisiana. So, once again, we thank everyone. We certainly want to thank Dr. Ridley and, and uh, Kevin for this opportunity to share information to assist veterans throughout our city. And this, this actual program, this 91.5, is heard all over the world. So you veterans out there, if there's anything that we can do to assist you, we are willing and able. And we will certainly have Tony Marshall back on the show several times in the future to, again, share his information so that you may make contact if there's a need for help. So once again, thank everyone. We'll talk to you, God willing, in the creek don't rise next month.